0: What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala.
1: Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Family Ties, Season 2, Episode 1. That's right, we're back for our second season, and we're kicking it off with a very, very, very special episode. We actually did our first ever live episode in front of an audience. Um, And not only is it our first ever live show, but we also were joined um, by another podcast, and we did our first ever crossover. Um, We were joined by Kimmy and Kelsey from the Talk 30 Rock podcast, and uh, who obviously talk about the TV show 30 Rock. And so half of the episode we'll be talking about Family Ties, and the other half we'll be talking about 30 Rock. It's very cool, very special episode. And one other special thing about this episode is um, the 30 Rock segment. We're actually talking about the live episode they did of 30 Rock, which um, the girls at Talk 30 Rock to me... Picked because um, we were doing our first live show, so it fit very well. And the cool thing they did on the Thirty Rock episode is they did a an East Coast. Uh, episode where they did it live on the East Coast time, and then three hours later they did a West Coast version, which was, you know, very similar, but there was a few jokes that they tweaked and a few things that they modified so that you got two very slightly different versions of the same episode, and so we're kind of doing that same thing with our episodes. My version that I'm putting out here, the Alex P. Keaton side, we're calling the Uh, West Coast version, and um, just like they had a West Coast and East Coast, the Talk 30 Rock To Me girls, they're putting their episode version out, and they edited it their own way, and that's going to be the East Coast version. So um, very similar. It's going to have the same basic meat, but you're going to have our own little tastes and and, uh, transitions and that kind of thing that we're putting in there. So um, if you want to hear both versions and get the complete set, you got to go over to the Talk 30 Rock To Me Uh, podcast and listen to their version of it and you'll hear uh, their take on the episode. So, just wanted to give you guys a quick introduction. Enjoy the show! Alright you guys, welcome uh, to the Talk thirty to me, thirty sl- rock. Sorry, I know. It. The worst
2: part is when I sing the song. It's going to be talk thirty to me again. It's going to be really okay. confusing. The
1: talk thirty rock to me slash Alex B. Keaton is my friend crossover show. We're going to be talking about two very awesome NBC sitcoms, Thirty Rock mm-hmm. and Family Ties,
3: Woo-hoo.
1: and all of the things that crossover between those. Yes, mm-hmm. which is not much.
3: There, there is one. She, is, found, is. she found one. She yes. did. Yeah. She's the reason. Should researcher. I just, like, say it right now, or should we just keep talking a little bit more? Um,
1: about it? Well, uh, I, this, there's no better time. I don't want to it. I say go for
3: it. The one connection is Tom Hanks.
1: Oh. Who was, was
3: it a Bosom Buddies crossover that he was on this? Like, why,
2: why was he on the show? No, I, I remember it. He was on, like, a later episode, right? No, he was in on season Family one. Family in he season partner. one. Yeah.
1: Wait, what? Well, yeah. And, he's he was, not cousin he, brother Ned uh, uncle, I never uncle saw Ned, uncle Ned, Ned yes
3: Stephen's or yeah. her brother yeah yeah
1: at one point he's like running from the law yeah, and it's, a, it's an he's intense on drugs two-parter. I think at some point I forget now the details but he's like in big trouble and he hides out with them yeah
3: he stole money but he was like doing anti- it for Tom the picks. little people yeah
1: oh totally yeah. he's like but he was like the cool uncle and everyone wanted to play along but then and Alex loved him right. I imagine wow. it's
3: like still on
2: his reel because he has nothing else like that on his <laughs> <like> <laughs> right. career he was like this is me being a bad Here boy and it's just him on family ties
3: totally <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so, and then he's in a later episode of Thirty Rock, he where, is. and he's playing himself in it, where it's like Tracy's off the A list or something like that. It's like a 10-second little. He has the thing, red but, telephone, yeah, because Tracy does TV again once yeah. he's famous. Yeah, I just watched that episode; it's so funny. So yeah. how
1: did you find that? Because I got to tell you, I spent probably three or four hours looking through IMDb <laughs> trying to find a connection.
3: So I actually, I initially, I posted on the Thirty Rock subreddit, like, "Hey, anyone know any connections?" <laughs> And somebody she was really like, really Reddit. Yeah, I I could do a whole panel on Reddit alone Um, and somebody was like the only one I can really think of is Tom Hanks and I was like alright cool, maybe I won't mention it and then in preparation for this I watched all of season one of Family Ties and it's in season one I was like now I can really talk about this Okay, okay. uh, that's how I but I was like scrolling through and then I was looking at the credits of the other people in this Family Ties episode and none of them have like 30 Rock connections Mm -hmm. but one of them had a connection that'll make Kimmy excited later but I'm sure she's
2: promised to tell me I I don't
0: know
3: I was really hoping there would be like a um, oh god what's his
2: face he uh, alan um who plays alan alda, alda. i was yeah. about to say arkin i'm like that's not right alan alda crossover it seemed yeah, likely see that. But no. It's too much
1: like michael gross though i feel like mm. they, they can't look do so similar
0: out, right
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> that wasn't just me
1: Sha-la-la-la. so uh, for this episode today yes. we're going to talk about one episode of family ties and then one episode of 30 rock and uh we kind of have some stuff prepared for you guys but we're gonna start we decided with family ties you yes. still good at yes. this
2: let's do family ties
1: so in order to get this started uh, we I gotta tell you a little background on the episode it's season two episode one the episode is called tender is the night but it's mm-hmm. spelled with a K which I still don't understand the title of that. So
3: it is based on... Yes. Dun, 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 um, there's an F. Scott Fitzgerald book called Tenders the Night, N-I-G-H-T. So that's what... I don't know why... They, I, okay. But he's like a knight, knight in shining armor yeah. he's
2: trying to be, is what I gathered from that. Okay. He's trying to be like the white knight, rescuing okay. her from her... Yes. Um, from her days.
1: That feels like a bit of a stretch for yeah. me. Uh, but I, I see where you're coming yeah. from.
2: Listen, then. do you have a better explanation? No, <laughs> I'm not saying you're stretching. I'm saying I think they stretch. They stretch. stretch. Okay, yeah, yeah, I I think saying, you're
1: like, right. Pitch your pigeon. <laughs> yeah, 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 No, no. So um, <laughs> what I like to start off with, because especially with a live show here, you guys, unless you guys, how many of you guys watched this episode of Family Ties last night in prep. Oh, Nobody. I, we got no hands yeah, out there. Yeah. So Let's remind um, you. for you guys, since I guess on this part, you're the guest on my show and then yes. I'll be the guest on your yeah. show. Would you guys just give us a quick rundown of what happens in this episode? Just kind of a summary. So we're all caught up to speed here. Do you want to
3: go? You want me to? Uh, you're so good at this. I think you should do it. I might've actually written a little summary. <laughs>
1: She's prepared. I okay, do the
3: good. recap for our show, so I, I like went through the process of what we normally do. Um, so, my summary was that an old family friend comes into town and throws Alex into a whirlwind of emotions. He's nervous, he's reluctant, he's mad, he's forceful, he's struggling, he's learning, he's apologizing, and then he's kissing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was incredibly what? succinct. I'm she impressed. does this.
2: She's so good at this, right? It's crazy. I
1: would have taken me forever to, like, okay, well, then this happens and that, okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: So that was just the quick, like, no, no details in there, really, but just...
1: It's that classic sitcom trope of, what? I don't understand this episode. This is a weird one for me. Ugh, this is a bit of you. a weird
3: episode. Okay, <laughs> and I was trying to, like, 30 Rock is so good. It has th- eight plot, A, B, C. This is just one storyline the whole time. Across. Yeah, there is no B there's plot. There's no B plot, and that was so bizarre for me. And is that normal? On no, no,
1: no, no, there's no, usually, no. I mean... The,
2: you know, ABC is a very typical sitcom, uh, st- like, structure.
1: A lot of, stuff. well, this was, it was on NBC. Yeah.
2: Uh, did I say MAB? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I meant to say <laughs> a typical okay. sitcom yes, structure. You're right. Yeah.
1: There are a lot of episodes that have that, multiple story arcs, but there's usually pretty heavy on one. Mm-hmm. The reason I always say this is a very, I didn't introduce it the same way I normally do, but I say, welcome to a very special it's episode special. of Alex B. My Friend, because every episode of Family Ties is a special episode. There's always some lesson to learn. There's never just a, hey, this is funny because it's funny. Yeah. There's always like, you know, at the end, let's, let's think about it and then have a freeze frame on some like right. poignant moment, right? <laughs> so. This one is a little bit more heavy on that part, obviously. Yeah. I I don't know. It's different than the, we've had lots of heavy episodes, but this one was like kind of a weird, partly because I don't know what the message we were supposed to get out of it was exactly.
3: I, don't change teenagers. I wrote not every female wants to be saved and that's okay, or you should take care about someone, or you should care about someone for who they are and not who they want to be, or be more like Sherry.
1: <laughs> Sherry was great in <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Sha la la la. A uh, couple things real quick, because I don't want to forget about this. Yes. I had pointed out one trivia. This is the first episode of season two, and it's the first time that Steven, the dad, has a beard.
3: Yes. The whole first season, <laughs>
1: he's clean shaven, and then this episode, he comes back with a full beard, and he's got the beard for the rest of the series. It, works. Oh, it really? looks good on him. It, I think it works. Once he did, he grew it out, I think, for another show or maybe a play he was in. And he liked it. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, keep that. So he's he's got that for good. Did,
3: do they? Because I've only watched all of season one, and now episode two of season two. Episode one of season two. Um, do they change the opening credits every single season?
1: Not every... It's the same basic thing, okay. but I think eventually they're going to start putting different clips in. Okay. And I feel like this one's pretty much the same, but now that I'm saying this that, I This got very know.
3: Bob Ross painting instructions on YouTube at first. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it you stays mostly the yeah. same. It's
3: very 80s. Very nice.
1: yeah. <laughs> Definitely, early '80s, yeah. Early, yeah, very much so. Um Now, but Kelsey, you said you had some other little trivia thing that yes. you
3: were going to throw out. Okay, so oh, I'll, I'll do yours. Well, okay. no, no, yours is going to wait till we talk about guest stars. Okay, um, and this is just a, so there's the family friend comes into town. She's this beautiful woman who I don't know how old she is. I wrote that nine times in my notes. How old is she? Because that is she, weird. Right? Seventeen. I. She's sixteen. So,
1: but I, they grew up together, yeah. so... But she's I don't know. Got, like,
3: And she's been... Uh, I, I, I was convinced she was, like, 23, which wouldn't be out of character for Alex because in season one, there's the college girl. That yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so there's this whole thing that happens where they're getting ready for the date when she's finally worked up the courage to ask her out. And she <laughs> she's he's in the shower. She walks in on him in the shower. He sprints out, and he's leaning up against, like, the wall. And you see a purple dress there. And because I had gone straight... There's, like, a dress hanging, okay, like, okay. or something. I had gone straight from the end of season one straight to season two, that is the dress that Elise wears in the finale of season one. No way. And I thought, I, I wrote that down, but then in the next scene Carrie is wearing a purple dress and I'm like, oh it's just Carrie's dress. But then I went back <laughs> and I took pictures yes. of end of season one yes. and then Carrie's dress at dinner and it is definitely I'm weird like that. Same um, dress. It is definitely the dress that Elise wears at season one, in the season one finale. That
1: is incredible.
3: Is that
2: dress meaningful in some way? Help me out, I haven't it's watched purple, season one.
3: It's purple, it's frilly um, Like, is
2: the dress a part of the Story or is it like oh it's a dress?
3: No, it, well it, she the the season you can go listen to the old episode. The <laughs> finale of Sorry. season one is this whole thing with Steven and Elise trying to have dinner and and Elise is learning how to say no and so they have this formal dinner sitting at her house and she's just wearing this beautiful purple chiffani type dress. Okay. Um, and so you just see it throughout most of the episode. Interesting. All right. I then. think the
1: significance was they probably had a budget of no dollars. <laughs> and they're like, Hey, you fit in this dress? Good, that's your costume.
0: Right, yeah. right. <laughs>
1: Um, that's incredible and it's the kind of detail I would never notice because I am what I like to call fashion blind Fair enough. like well, we were on a cruise once my wife and I and uh, we did a, a newlywed game thing and we were doing really well and we had tied and we got to the end and so to break the tie they told all the guys to turn around and they said describe what your wife is wearing <laughs> and I was like um, I think it's a, a black dress and what were you actually wearing Janelle?
0: I like
1: jeans <laughs> <laughs> no idea and I had looked at her moments before that they asked me, so I will never notice a fashion thing, period. But so thank you for pointing that out. That was great. I
3: love that so oh, much. Oh, that's great. Sha la la la.
1: That leads us into because I want to get to Kimmy's fact because I think it's it's eating at her hair. Yeah,
2: I know. i just she's been taunting me like this whole week. <laughs> she's like, I have a fact. <laughs> You're gonna love it, and then she won't tell me what it is. So I'm excited. <laughs> now I'm like building it up too much. Just curious. It's gonna be, gonna be huge. <laughs>
1: But
3: what is it? Well, hang on, because he, we talked about the guest stars. So, so let's oh,
1: talk about the guest stars. Do you want to? Which which guest star is it? Uh,
3: is the is actress it? Uh, Carrie. So Tal- Talia Balsam.
1: Okay, let's t- let's talk about her. Um,
3: I was just looking at her other credits, and mm-hmm. one of her credits is one episode of The Larry. Sanders show.
2: Uh- a good one. Oh. what is she? What is she in the Larry Sanders the show? She's
3: in one. I didn't look up that much. Has anyone seen the Larry
2: Sanders show? It's like yeah. the dopest She's show. With it. It's brilliant. It's the Thirty Rock before Thirty Rock, and it's Gary. Anyway, we'll come back to it. My <laughs> goal is to be Janine Garofalo in
3: that show. It's oh, like, yes. going for it. So that's awesome. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. She was also in an episode of Early Edition. If anyone remembers, oh, yeah. Kyle Chandler where he gets um, the newspaper early uh-huh, is that the
1: one? with yeah. the Oh ass. yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes, that infamous um, show. And an episode of Touch by an Angel and diagnosed Murder. Like those were my. Shows okay. uh, and grandma shows. We talked about this before. My, that is my thing. Uh, but yeah, so that was I, that was my fun little fact for Kimmy that I was. Wait,
2: so who is she on the Larry Sanders show? I don't know. It just says that it she's on it. That's fine. I mean, you misspelled Larry, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, <no. laughs> L a r e
2: y,
1: Uh, but
2: it's fine. That's awesome. I'm really happy about that. I'll have to go watch, go back and watch.
1: So one other thing I found about looking in hers, she was uh, before uh, Family Ties. She was in an episode of a show called When the Whistle Blows.
2: Okay. Which anybody here
1: ever listen to extras? Or I'm sorry, listen, watch extras. Yes. Ricky Gervais show.
2: Yes, it's so good. Amazing,
1: and he has a fake show. In the show called When the Whistle Blows." Yes,
2: yes. Uh, So
1: I looked it up because I'm like, what the heck is this? This is an old TV show. It's from 1980. 1980." It sounds
2: like a direct Cheers ripoff.
1: Well, it was actually a a single camera show, like a comedy show single camera, which... No one did back then. Nobody did that back then, so I really kind of want to look it up. It only made 10 episodes, so I'm curious about it. But then I looked on IMDb and had two reviews. One of them was this super creeper dude who was like, Yeah, this girl was hot and oh, was like gross. describing gross things and it was really nasty. And the other one was someone who wrote a complete review of the spin-off or the fake show in the Ricky oh, Gervais show as amazing. if he was reviewing that. <laughs> and, like talking about it and real like, oh I can't believe this guy did this. It's amazing. <laughs> Love so.
3: that oh, guy.
2: Yeah, Love if you, that if you guy. want a
1: fun read, you should look that I up. For sure
3: oh, will. Awesome.
2: Interesting. Yeah, that's a yeah. fun that is a fun fact.
1: It was fun. I don't that know how much fun. of a fact it is, but it's fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, a couple oh other uh, guest stars in there. Uh, now, did you have other like interesting ones that you want to pull out? No,
3: no, that was I got so excited for Kimmy on that. Oh no, no, that's that I good. Kind of like, but Susan Bay was Julia, the mom, right?
1: Yes. Um,
3: and then I forgot to look up Sherry's name.
1: Well, a fun thing about Susan Bay, who played the mom, she was Leonard Nimoy's wife up until he died. Oh,
3: what? Yes. Oh, I didn't yes. that. That's why she was so awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: So I mean, <laughs> she was in like a couple episodes of Deep, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek, but. Uh and did a few shows Remington Steel here and there but that's I mean I think that's pretty notable
3: I like well and you're not going to notice this because you have Outfit blindness. Did you notice her outfit when she first walked in, in the very opening scene? No, what was it? Okay, this woman is wearing, she has this pink head re- headband thing, a pink flowy shirt, white flowy pants that are tucked into brown knee boots. It just like, almost trying to be from Aladdin, like almost, but then she put on cowboy boots and was like, nah, never mind, I'm going to Texas. Oh, <laughs> man. I it mean, was it was another time. It was. And so they had just gotten back from... Tibet or wherever. Yeah, like world before. traveling. Exciting, yeah. yeah. yeah so I felt
1: like they were kind of like hippie characters too, oh, so that totally. kind of fits with maybe their... I,
3: I did
2: notice clothing. Carrie, right? Carrie's the one he yeah. likes. She yeah, was yeah. doing like a very hardcore Xanadu thing the entire oh. time. Like those Grecian flowy pastels. It was like straight out of Xanadu. Did I'm he...
1: serious. I noticed none of these things. Like <laughs> at all. Okay,
3: but did you get the joke, the lines they said about the outfits where he and Alex ends up telling her that he really likes what she's wearing and she goes into this well I picked it up here and an Amazon woman and he's like
2: oh well, got- an Amazon woman who had male slaves isn't yes, that the line yes,
3: oh yeah that was a weird slaves. line and then he <laughs> ends up saying I got mine from Penny, no one had worn it before <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny it was really cute it was such a good line mm-hmm. yeah
1: although the slaves part was kind of a little Well, I don't think of... she
2: understands Amazonian culture I, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing
1: I don't know either I've, no. I've not heard of that Um, Okay, so there was two other folks that I'm going to mention really quick. Um, There was the girl who played uh, Sherry, which Mm -hmm. is the like perky waitress Uh that uh, that, you know she was really funny at the restaurant. Um, she wasn't in a whole lot, but right after this, she was in a movie called High School USA, which was a TV movie that starred Michael J. Fox.
3: Oh, really?
1: So I'm pretty sure it went well and she got a, a bit there. So, Sherry.
3: Okay.
2: That's how it works. Okay. recommend people. It's awesome. Have hit it off. I like that.
1: Finally, and this was just a little bit, but there's a, a point when this big, like, like, meathead, like, a, I don't know, jacket, leather jacket kind of guy. He probably comes.
3: rode a motorcycle. I'm pretty sure I, I think so, yeah.
1: He, he comes <laughs> to pick her up, and he's kind of a creeper. He doesn't, like, introduce himself, kind of like a yes. know, thug or something, <laughs> you know. And he wasn't in a lot of stuff, but he was in two shows, one on either side of Family Ties. The first one called The Best of Times. Okay. Which uh, he played a bully-type guy in high school. And then right after that, he was in call, a show called The Best Times, without <laughs> the of, where he played another bully. In high school. So hard being mean? a
2: tall white dude in the industry. You just get typecast over right. and over again. So much so
1: they can't even change the name of the show <laughs> in more than two letters.
3: So. He just like, didn't have to really change his resume that much. He's just. Yeah. Like,
1: mm. It's good. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have to learn too much, you know, for the line wise. No, right. they yeah. gave him
3: very little.
2: He worked with what he got, though. He yeah. really worked it.
3: Sha la la Do we want to. Like, this storyline was so.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Frustrating, interesting. Tell us about this year. Do you want
2: to talk about it? Well, you see the show very differently. So I, I want yeah. to start with, I've watched the show in passing on TV land out of order. That's why I thought that Tom, it was one of the later episodes I saw, so I'm like, oh, is this is a late season. Apparently not. Mm. But this show, my mother loves this show. And for her, this is a very political show, which I find fascinating. I was raised thinking this is really political because it was all about the like 70s hippie mm-hmm. kind of like Jane Fonda era versus the Reagan era. And that's how I see the show. And I haven't watched it since I was younger. And re-watching it was very interesting. I was like, this isn't as political as I thought it was but it is it is about those tensions between that like conservative Reagan era that like tut- uh, buttoned up like America versus like these hippy dippy parents who are still pretty dope but I do find that like relationship interesting and this episode very much has to do with the values of those times which mm-hmm. I found very
3: interesting yeah well and, like I would this was probably one of the least episode least political episodes so far. yeah it, it, it does <laughs> get a lot so... more political interesting sure. oh okay cool and it's wasn't been political from... already like yeah. it's been pretty intense
2: all right good that wasn't just because I had a friend she was like um I think it's. It's just funny. And I was like, fair. Maybe I'm reading into it. This makes me feel better. Because that's what I thought it was. It's about those tensions. Yeah. Yeah, Which is what a strange way to build a family sitcom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It has to be about something, I guess. You know, so. And I think if, I mean, I haven't watched through the whole series in a while. Because I'm kind of saving as I go through. But I have watched through it before. Mm -hmm. And, it feels like they kind of go into more sitcom-y territory as the show goes on, Automatic. I think.
2: Here's a child.
1: Yeah, well, if that actually happens, <laughs> yeah. I think in season five or something like Just that. It grows it's, up it's, very the, quickly. Exactly. Sorry, spoilers. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I think everyone is, everyone, cool. it's, is It
2: is Is it safe domain for me to talk about the last few seasons of Family I, I Ties? I think a
1: 30-year-old sitcom, you're probably safe. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, okay, a couple, just one little quick reference that I noticed in there, because a lot of times we'll talk about jokes that might be, like, a little outdated mm-hmm. stuff that people today might not get. And I thought it was really funny. They, they were talking about uh, their situation, about Alex going on a date, and Jennifer, who's the younger sister, oh, yeah. refers to my dinner with Andre. Yep.
3: So yeah. wise. Which, We're so young. I, I mean, associate dinner with Andre from the community. Of community. That's, That's where
1: my I learned default. About. Right, yeah. right. Abed is sitting at the where I learned about birthday. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I have a feeling that unless people know community, like I yeah. can't imagine modern audiences, Mm-mm. especially younger ones, would have any idea. Who's no.
2: in my dinner with Andre?
1: Uh, it's yeah, Walshon, who is uh, oh, Vincenio in *The Princess Bride*. Oh yeah, him. and then Andre, something or other. I don't know his last name. Is the other guy? I
2: got it. The okay. giant? It's an. <laughs>
1: enti- it's not the giant. Oh, that would have made sense.
2: It's an entire movie of
1: two people in a in a Very
2: tall and a very short person. Yeah, yeah. I'm in.
1: (laughs) So I just thought that was a pretty obscure reference. Yeah.
2: Um, She's a pretty
3: obscure child.
1: It is. But even at the time, like, I wonder, because that wasn't, like, a huge blockbuster... Film nerds. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess so. You're right. Yeah. You're right.
3: You know, another outdated reference um, was pulling out the slides to do a slideshow. Yes. Um, not that, like, we can't now pull it up on our phones and do the same thing, but, like, let's pull out the reel of slides. Like, that doesn't happen. Well,
1: anymore. it was a whole production. I mean, yeah. they all gathered around, <laughs> and they had to set the, you had to set the, what is it, the carriage? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the, the
3: carousel. Carousel. The carousel. Thank you, thank
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, silly fact. Early on, like, my first job I ever had in high school was I was a, a technician, a sound technician for, like, a camp. And one of my jobs was running the slide projector for like the groups oh, that it. came okay. in. So I actually have professionally run slideshows, <laughs> just, just to set that out there.
3: Um, okay, so we still haven't talked about how, so Alex's whole thing this entire episode is he doesn't like who Carrie is and he right. wants her to be different. And he just does that in so many ways that made me so frustrated with him. Um, and like, there were times in season one where I got frustrated with him. But then Carrie, I just went, I've never been that forward in my life. Like she's in just, front of her mother. I, that's what I've heard too. Fairy, I went to. I to be fairy, that way in front of my right. mom. her, mo-
2: and her mother's just like, mm-hmm, well,
1: my so girl. I thought the whole parents, all of their responses were weird because they're sitting there and they're all like, well, you know, Alex, you're gonna be with her eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. Just was such a weird relationship. Like you have to go and date this girl that clearly you have this weird relationship with, and they're all okay with forcing. It was almost like a, a pre-arranged marriage kind of oh, thing, totally. where the parents are together and like, yeah, this is what's going to happen.
3: This girl's never in the show ever again. Yeah, I was going to say no, does she continues. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is it. it. It closes with him giving her this this you know intimate kiss, and they dance and blah blah, blah and then you never <laughs> see uh-huh.
3: her. What a sitcom move. I, I hate that. As far as, like, parenting, I wrote this, too. When they're upstairs and the shower scene happened... Shower, that sounds so much more than what it was. <laughs> yeah, what what she more him? Like, like, he's standing out there with a towel wrapped around his waist. carrying walks best. out. Ratings yeah. boost, yeah. for sure, at the time. He's yeah. the Zac Efron of the 80s. Like, they were like... Exactly. She throws the robe at him and, like, parents are now walking in. And there are no questions from the parents as to why my wet, shirtless son is standing here with a woman... Like why are there not more questions? Yeah, that's
1: fine. Like, you Jennifer
3: know. has the funny line where he, Alex says, are there any more women coming upstairs? And Jennifer says, don't need to call my brownie troop."
1: <laughs> right.
3: right. Inappropriate. So <laughs> oh. Jennifer has so many hilarious and inappropriate lines in this series. Like, at least in se- oh
1: my goodness. Yeah, she really and does. I
3: don't know how, maybe I just don't know how old anybody is.
1: <laughs> I think, she's
3: 12, right? I think,
1: yeah, like, I think in the first season she's supposed to be 10 or 11, okay. something like that. 12, so, 11, so yeah, she's somewhere in the 12 does range. Does she show
2: up in that ridiculous David Spade movie, Dickie Roberts Roberts former child star where he got like every 80s and 70s and 90s child star back. Yeah, I think uh, she's in possible. it, right? Because yes, okay, she fits that like perfect stereotypical like sassy younger sibling right. thing, and she's great at it. But I'm pretty sure she must be in that yeah, movie. She
3: definitely because somebody I looked up from either this episode or the 30 Rock episode had Dickie Roberts in their credits. It must so, be probably. Tina, okay, the okay, like I can't imagine. Sense. It wouldn't be
2: Justine Bateman. She's too busy being a Bateman. So
3: <laughs> the Royal so TV royalty.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, speaking of good lines, just one of my favorite things. That, that they was said in the whole episode when they first meet up again Alex doesn't know that she's there he's very intimidated yes. by by the girl and so he walks in and he sees Carrie's over there and he kind of like turns around and starts walking to the door and she's like, oh <laughs> hey Alex And so he starts <laughs> like Walking backwards into the room, and she's, he's all, oh, I was just coming in. And she goes, Do you always enter a room backwards? And he said, I'm breaking in a new pair of shoes. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, it's the worst. That's great. I mean, he's that's a such, little
3: bit of the worst.
1: Those are the reasons that I really like Alex's character. Mm-hmm. And then, because as a kid, when I used to watch this, I always thought, like, he's the hero of the show. Oh. Now, as an adult, I see, like, oh man, he's like, the worst. He does a lot of <laughs> terrible things. Yep. But he also is, like, so smooth and cool when he does it. It's just you so know. Michael
3: J. Fox. It
1: is. Like, it's Marty McFly, but he's kind of a jerk a lot of the time. Yeah.
3: I really... well, oh sorry. So, but I do like the later... When he's on the date with... Carrie later on at the at the Sherry restaurant, whatever it actually is. <laughs> right. It's isn't that it like uh, Farrell's
2: ice cream? Totally it's, it's Farrell's, yeah. right? 100%. Okay, glad we're all on the same page about that.
3: <laughs> and there was like he's acting really weird at the dinner, but I love that he's you can tell he's nervous still, like whatever's happening. But one of my favorite lines is where she's like, she wanted more romance and ambiance and intimacy and candlelight, and he's like, There's candlelight over there, and it's like a birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, good. There's
2: also another good Don, another good time reference, is Donnie and Marie reference. Oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. love a time.
2: good Donnie and Marie. Oh, real timely. Real (laughs) timely. My uh,
1: little, uh, I don't know if this is really name dropping, but my wife's mom dated Donnie briefly. uh, (laughs) In like the, what, late 70s? Yeah. Yeah. That's adorable. She
3: has pictures.
1: Yeah. We We got proof. Oh
3: my goodness. I mean, she could sell those. Like, that's like... Well, he came down and sung to her during a concert. Shut and up. there's a picture, and he gave her like a beret. I
2: can't, this is yeah, too much. This I know, is right? like 40 to 60 year old woman crap. You have right your now. friend's no. mom you jumped friend, on This Don't is my Don't. favorite yeah. story. I have a, my friend's mom. She's a lovely, poised, fun woman, like just a grown ass woman. And they were at Dance with the Stars, and they were behind, they're like backstage waiting to go out to go to their t- the seats. 20 feet down the hallway, Donnie Osmond is like dealing with his groomer. My aunt just turns and goes, Donnie? And runs <laughs> and then jumps on his back. <laughs> <laughs> jumps on his back and he just goes well hello there because <laughs> he's a classy man that's right. who is, just loves the Class ladies act. but I just it's like he turns grown like grown ass women into like teenage girls that's yep. the power of Donny Osmond yep. which I yep. love <laughs> but oh I love that story very much thank you for letting me tell it you're welcome you're welcome this is my I have like just an overall family question though do we have a moment purely because Michael J. Fox was just such a rock star after this and he was I mean this show was a family sitcom but he was the thing that came out of this Right. right I'm really intrigued did they expect this character to have like they obviously when Michael J. Fox comes into a room you cast him but I wondered if this character was supposed to be as winning as charismatic because he is such a dope they write him to be such a little dope sometimes such a jerk Right. but the charisma that is Michael J. Fox so over like you said Liza Cage you're like this guy's a rock star it mm-hmm. so overwhelms that dopiness I'm kind of curious if they intended this character to be such like a um, do you know what I mean like such a winning huge part of the show
1: I, I think I mean we've kind of talked about it some on the show before early on it was definitely supposed to be more about the parents
2: it was much more ensemble and, and like them right, right. and okay. it was their
1: thing of we're raising these kids and what's there and as he kind of had this meteoric rise... Mm-hmm. It's the it Urkel kinda, syndrome. It, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Or it's like Except, the
3: reverse Friends, where it was first originally supposed to be about Monica, and then they realized, oh, it's not about her, it's, it's the it's cast, and so it turned into being about was Oliver. Was it supposed to be about Monica? Mm-hmm. If bad you, if call. You, if you watch the beginning <laughs> of season one, you'll see all like the episodes, Monica's the central point in most of them. Yeah, no offense, Courtney Cox-Arquette, but
2: like bad <laughs> call. Bad call. It was, everyone.
3: Interesting. Sha-la-la-la! I... From watching season one, I love Stephen and Elise. I think um, they're not perfect parents, but I, I love the way they love each other and they love their kids. Um, and I love the when when uh, Alex's character comes back in from the day and like he's sitting there because he's worried about Mallory and <laughs> right. uh, and then he makes a joke. He's like, "Well, you're not ever down here for me." He's like, "Well, you're home, aren't you?" Like that sort of thing. Right. But they do this whole thing about I feel like an astronaut who ever, ever, who never went through training. It's kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good thing you were there with someone who does know how to navigate. And he makes the comment saying, "I know, I married an astronaut." Myself, um, which yeah, I think is just that was precious a pretty, and adorable. That was sweet. They're
1: a cute couple, I like oh, them totally. Like them. Yeah, it's even so though sweet. They, there's episodes where they do really weird stuff, <laughs> like, but it's fun. I mean, it's kind of like that classic old fashioned sitcom where okay, we need to tell this story, so let's make this character do that, and it doesn't always quite fit. But if you're not watching them all back to back and you just pick up an episode, which is how TV used to be, yeah, yeah you can get away with that kind mm-hmm, of thing, you know? totally. Yeah, so. Well, We only have, like, uh, three minutes left to talk about uh, Family Ties before we switch over. Do you have any last things you guys wanted to get in about this episode Um, before we move on? I
3: loved the... It was like a one-line joke where I think when Carrie first comes in and she makes some joke reference about him wearing a dress and he was like, well, you made me dress up as Alex in Wonderland or something like that. (laughs) Alex in Wonderland was a good joke. That was was a really good
2: joke. I liked that one. I think just my only thought was overall, I, I have a very millennial tendency to think that older shows didn't deal with these issues as much and this one just really goes into just like gender politics and you know, why are you worrying about her and not me? And he, it's really interesting to see how they discuss it and though I think, I don't know how the, it would be interesting to see how we would deal with this now. Um, right. I really appreciated seeing them go into
1: this. Well, you should definitely watch more episodes because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, even though sometimes, it, like you said, it's kind of an antiquated look at some of them. They hit stuff that nobody else was talking about at the yeah. time. And, you know, for the most part, do a pretty good job. Not yeah. always. They did a pretty good job with this. There's some weird ones. But, you know, <laughs> this, this one, I think I think in the end, I wasn't sure in the middle where they were going to go with this. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of, like, weird watching Alex just try to dominate this person. Yeah, it was and so
3: uncomfortable. But then was... she would go up and, like, massage his
1: back. Yeah, yeah she was like,
2: what she is, is a little extra, too? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just too much. <laughs> it,
1: it, it was It was odd. Odd characters. But in the end, I think it worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do Well, with that, I think we need to start switching gears here Transition right. over, Kimmy's it's, got our transition It's time to right. start talking about Thirty Rock Alright,
2: <laughs> hold on, let's get this ready
1: Yeah. Got some live music here, you guys Alright,
2: y'all Alright, stay, stay with me It's um Live show, we have a podcast But now we're live live show we have a podcast but now we're live we are called talk dirty to me we are great
0: Good job. there we go.
3: All right. Um, um, right. Now I'm ready. That was our transition. We are now going to do Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Rock to Me. Yes. Talk 30 Rock to Me. Um, we always say it really fast, really quickly at the beginning. Um, Phil, before we get started, we always ask our guests, what is your meet cute with 30 Rock?
1: Okay. And see, I usually do that in my show, and I completely threw all of it out the window, <laughs> so. Sorry about it. We got there. Um, I don't know. I started watching it from episode one, because we were huge Saturday Night Live fans, and Tina Fey is like the greatest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean the second we heard that was happening we were there at the pilot and all the way through
2: so you weren't like ooh, that's studio 60 on sunset strip though maybe which one no, like, you we, were in
1: janelle and i are <laughs> I, I would like to say kind of pop culture savvy we've been long subscribers to entertainment weekly and all of the things <laughs> of ooh, that look nature at you
2: guys
1: 10 bucks a year i mean how can you turn that I down stare. right there
2: and the photos they always have the first photos I from know. set how do they do that every time and you got to have
1: something to read in the bathroom so <laughs> you know uh, yeah, so we were there. I mean, you know, day one, and it's great. Cool. Mm-hmm. And we even took a trip uh, to New York last year, and uh, went and visited sites of Thirty Rock and got pictures with them. We and took it's pretty a great. With the Kenneth oh yeah, we oh, went through the-, the pages, and I was like, Could, I mean, can I take a picture with you guys? We're really oh. big fans of Thirty Rock, and they're like
3: okay yeah. so I got. Yeah. we've actually ha- if you ever listen, we have our episode 4 and there's another one in episode, season 2 where, um, Kimmy has a lot of I know pages. so
2: many NBC pages you? So we've had them so on that's, why that's I just imagine you grabbing my friend Will and just like how he would feel It <laughs> he'd be very funny they would find that very tame because they worked really hard so I'm sure that Boy, was a joy I bet
1: they, I don't know. They they were good sports about it, but they kind of seemed just tired. <laughs> they work six, the yeah, six days a week. They work six days a
2: week, and they were crazy hours. And they're put in positions where they're kind of underlings. And I mean, it's a normal entry level industry job, but it's a tough job. Yeah. So I bet you made
3: their day. Well, that's good. I hope so. <laughs> made
0: our day
3: anyway. So. Our first segment we normally do on our show is something that we call 30 30, inspired by 2020. And we do this fun little 30 30, 30 30, 30 30.
2: Okay. We have just a really quick one we want to do because of yesterday. Yes.
3: So we all, our 30-30 segment is something that somebody from the show, involved in the show, something they're either are currently involved in or something that maybe we found an old episode of something that they were in of some other show. Just basically anything we saw throughout the weeks so that were like, oh, that has something to do with 30 Rock, kind of. So, yeah. So our, well, I don't know that we were going to for sure do this on the live show, but yesterday uh, we went to the uh, the Twisted Tunes
1: Panel room, panel mm-hmm. up thing
3: over there, mm-hmm. um, and there there was a group of, and this is actually kind of cool because it kind of merges. It's a perfect 30-30 oh, yeah. it is perfect. It's, perfect. it's perfect. So they were doing a lot. Li- a bunch of voice actors came in, and they were doing a live reading of the script for Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. by J. Fox, um, and it was what it was funny and SpongeBob like. Tom How Kenny, it? just oh, uh, Tom it was Kenny. great. But then John DiMaggio comes out and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll read a scene. What do you want? Voice? Do you want me to do? Should I do Tracy Morgan?" Oh, he was. He didn't uh, even ask. He was like,
2: "I'm gonna do Tracy awesome. Morgan. <laughs> great." And no one argues with him because so he's he was, John was DiMaggio. Was
3: he dog? I can't remember who he was. Or who's the narrator. He was. He the, was. He was he, reading yeah, he, the ad. Uh, the okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, the narrator <laughs> as Tracy Morgan. So it was the perfect little thirty thirty for. Back to the, Not Back to the Future. For Family Ties and 30 Rock. It was really good. Oh, he made heavy. a whole bunch
2: of, like, I'm gonna get them pregnant jokes. which yeah. are <laughs> <laughs> very Tracy Jordan. Um, it was really, really good. Yeah, it was um, great. The, the crowd ate it up.
1: That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. It that is was awesome. fun. So
2: that's our 30-30. thirty thirty. 30 30
3: So, this episode we're talking about today for our regular listeners, we're jumping out of sequence, which was a discussion Kimmy and I had to have because that is not my how my brain works. I didn't make you do this. <laughs> no, you this No, I made us I, do this. Because it is our live show and we're doing a live show. <laughs> she she gave me the idea and I said, I need like two hours to think about it
1: first. Like it was it was a struggle. I don't it. think I could have done it, I gotta tell you. It's I'm okay. way too OCD. I appreciate to have that, done that so, so
3: thank you. Oh, okay, I thought you could grab <laughs> me. I'm just saying I, get I know it, I'm it. gonna back up, don't feed this. I worked so hard. And you're feeding All right, them. we're going to do season three episode. <laughs> you guys over, are ready, right?
1: It's done. So
3: we're jumping way, way ahead. We're doing season five, episode four, live show. Um, this is the first live show 30 Rock did. And just for, to be very clear, we are only talking about the East Coast version of this. The West Coast version exists, but we have a short amount of time, so we're just going to talk about the East Coast version. And we'll get to right. the, the way that you relate in a future. In okay, the Many, I was going yes, to Six months. we about the road. that, yes. and I didn't know. East Coast. Yeah. I did watch the correct one. Yes, so. good. Um, and so a little... Just background. This air date was October 14th, 2010. Writers were um, Robert Carlick and Tina Fey, the mm-hmm. dynamic duo. And director was Beth McCarthy Miller who she also does a ton of stuff. So this was like a great team putting this episode together. This was the
2: best of the best being like how do we make a dope 30 Rock episode <laughs> yeah. for the people, you yes, know? It
3: was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally do the recap but Phil do you want to give it a, a
1: go? Sure. Am I giving opinion or just recap? Just recap. Okay. Just we'll recap. get to your
3: opinion though, don't
1: you worry. Okay. Maybe. So live episode, I don't think I can do it as fast and succinct as you did it's for but um, uh, basically, Liz Lemon is, um, it's her 40th birthday, and she's going around trying to feel out if anyone remembers her birthday, and nobody's remembering it. And she's getting increasingly feeling sorry for herself because nobody is remembering her birthday, including, like, um, her boyfriend calls up. And he's had a traumatic event. <sighs> he's also played with Matt Damon, which is awesome. Oh, man. And uh, he's, had a tra- he's on the airplane, and he thinks he might crash, and he's going to die. And he's like, ah, and he doesn't, like, he doesn't remember nope. her birthday. Her boss doesn't remember. Nobody remembers. And so, um, in the end, everyone comes together, and um, they wound up, they, they staged a surprise birthday party, but it turned out, spoiler <laughs> alert, they stole it from the cleaning lady because it was her birthday. Oh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, which is the fantastic Rachel Dratch, and I love whenever yes. they have her on the show. So.
3: Yes, it's really great. I don't know,
1: How, did I do okay? That? that was good. I'll just,
3: that was that was great. storyline.
1: Okay. Story also, Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. Tracy Jordan. Sorry. Yes, uh, He has a whole thing where um, he wants to like start breaking on camera. He yes. finds out what it means to break to laugh. <laughs> Um, when he's not supposed to and so he keeps trying to do it and he's terrible he, he's fake breaking <laughs> it's so funny it's, it's incredible he's it's like, oh,
0: such my a good joke
3: off. I love it's it it's so
1: great so okay uh, there you go
3: cool. and the one other little 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 storyline mm-hmm. is that Jack is sober this episode oh yeah true okay. <laughs> it's true <laughs> which is very odd to see The one little kind of behind the scenes thing about this is that this episode was inspired by the cast having so much fun doing a live reading of Secrets and Lies, which was from season one, I believe, um, at UCB uh, to support the show's staffers during the 2017 Writers Guild Strike. So because they had so much fun reading that, they're like, let's do a live show, uh, which is kind of fun. All right.
2: and I know there was a lot of like uh, discussion of how this would work because this show is so heavily edited and mm-hmm. the editing is a part the, the, the sweeps and, what, and I don't know what the term is when they just move the camera and they do like a swipe but it's the the the, the editing is a huge part of the humor the flashbacks are a huge part of the humor right. this is a very much a si- like a single cam sitcom so to switch this to multi-cam and to live mm-hmm. how do you keep up that pace and what I really love about this episode is that they choose to do a lot of different kind of jokes they do a lot of visual jokes they mm-hmm. do a, like a lot of they really create with how they do their flashbacks oh, I, I think they it. just it, this show this episode fascinates me because they were so aware of the medium being SNL people they're like how do we take what we have and retrofit it for this style right. instead of just trying to keep it as similar as possible and it astounds me this is just master class stuff I think Yes. using mm-hmm.
1: other actors to be them oh in flashbacks like Julia Louis-Dreyfus Julia
2: dreyfus oh my god
1: flashbacks which is just oh, and her like so hair great.
2: in it yeah. oh god oh. I <laughs> Also, terrible joke. Oh, hated no. Oh, that. Yeah, no, no, oh no. God. Hated that joke. <laughs> but otherwise, great. Yeah, uh, you know. Also, give Julie Louise Dreyfus the mean joke. She's so much better at being mean than any other actress <laughs> I know. And you
1: still like her, even though she's so mean. Right? I
2: mean, that's a true veep. I mean, she's the meanest person on earth. So <laughs> I just like, if you have to give a mean joke, give it to Julia.
1: <laughs> you can't not like her. Exactly. But that's just not Liz's. I mean, she's mean sometimes. Sometimes, nice, but, but
2: it's so bad. She's so bad at she, it. Yeah, she
1: can't be mean, even if she wants to.
2: Also, the way, last thing about her. The way they're like, how do we make Julie Louise Dreyfus look like Tina Fey? I know, give her a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> right. Give her an indoor skinny scarf. There we go. It's her. Okay, it's so, so Liz funny has to me. worn
3: that so many times. But that's exactly it. That's yeah. what they do it. They just it's such a funny thing. It was all building up for season five, so like we need to make somebody look more Liz Lemonish. So let's start this in season one. <laughs> exactly. I just is. have to point
1: out again, I did not notice a scarf <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So
3: Uh, But aren't you glad now you know? But now
1: that's why I'm glad to talk about it. This is why
3: you need women in your (laughs) lives. Someone else can share me here. Oh my goodness. Um, So let's talk about the first little tiny Mm Sterling Jack and the drinking thing. So... Um, we, in our, where we're at in our normal podcast, we have not met Avery yet. So we know nothing about Avery, but Avery is pregnant, um, by Jack. And so because she's pregnant and she can't drink, Jack is not going to drink either. And so he's trying to replace the ritual because he claims he's not an alcoholic. He just likes, it's just what he does. He just likes having the glass and the So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's trying all Black of these Irish different bastard. things. <laughs> um, and he's trying to, he's doing magic. <laughs>
1: Right, that's mm-hmm. not
2: too bad by the end <laughs> yeah. of it that like I know like a visual gag, so funny <laughs>
1: although the first one when he like does the trick and then he's like yeah I, I <laughs> <enough."> <laughs> yeah I haven't gotten the end yet
2: oh uh, see I like his uh, knitting yes Yes. There's nothing funnier than taking a very masculine, powering man like like uh, Alec Baldwin and then putting a poncho on <laughs> it's and just him. It's him it like, oh,
1: it's, it's <laughs>
2: doing that Another thing. fashion thing for you.
1: I didn't <laughs> notice it because they made a joke specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: a joke specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it. Did you yeah. notice the poncho? I
1: did. It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so It's hard I, to miss it's the orange be big. poncho. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: and then I love the two things that throughout the episode where he's still just, he's trying to get that. High isn't the right word, but maybe it is not. He's, he, he misses alcohol, so he's trying to get in no matter what. So he is sniffing paint
0: right.
3: at one point. But then my favorite is when he goes up to Jenna. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: and he asks her if she's had anything to drink today. And I think she says, like, only one bottle of wine or something. And he just, like,
1: smells oh, her mouth. gross! Oh, it's
3: gross. She's so yes. perfect for that kind of stuff, oh. though. She gets so oh. gross so fast. I love it so much. It's great. Um, And then that episode, that storyline ends with him actually having a drink with Liz because what she wants for her birthday. I know. Um, which is very sweet because we love the relationship. Which isn't gonna help
2: the fact that Avery does not like Liz, and well. so she's getting him to, him to drink. But that's a whole other.
3: That's that's later on. Yes, that's a whole yes. dynamic aspect. issue. Um. All right, the Tracy breaking storyline.
1: Oh, I he the other one. I mean, I say we love Tina Fey, but also Tracy Morgan has always been he's like
3: everything. He's perfect. He's so incredible he's, on the show. Yes, yes. I love it. Would you guys have general opinions about breaking? Like. Not in, Like, this is obviously done horribly
1: but wonderfully. Uh, but when it's own. real. I mean, it depends. Like, But sometimes that can be some of the funniest things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like on Saturday Night Live, because that's like my big live show yeah. that we like to watch. Sometimes what's happened is like uh, they'll, they'll have a, 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 a sketch and they all break and everyone thinks it's really funny. And then they do the sketch again and it's terrible. And you find out, oh well, that wasn't really a funny sketch. It was just funny because uh, they broke. Cause they, but yeah. then they keep dragging it out. And... I don't want to like call out specific ones I don't know what I right. mean but that happens so it, it's kind of a delicate balance is
2: there thing. an SNL sketch you because th- I have one I immediately think of when I think of breaking is that the hot tub one no yeah. that's the oh. one you think mm-hmm. of you think yeah. of the hot tub with Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and Rachel Dratch and Jimmy Fallon I'm assuming because so, yeah. every breaking yes, sketch yes. is a Jimmy Fallon <laughs> <laughs> sketch
1: That that's one of them yeah, the right? other one I think of is uh, that leather store one with Horatio oh, Sands also and, and with and Jimmy Valion. Fallon see <laughs> I of course, think of the one
2: where it was the the negative Nancy whatever where she's like wah 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 and close close out Rachel Dratch and Jimmy Fallon and Lindsay Lohan can't keep it together. Debbie Downer. Downer. But
1: see, I think that's that's kind of one of my examples where that first one, everyone broke and it was hilarious. And they dragged that one on and kept doing it and doing it. And eventually I'm like, okay, we get it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So breaking can help. Tracy has some sort of sense. Yes. Yes. Particularly with their sketches, they might really need it. Yes. Um, But there's nothing funnier to me than the idea of Tracy Morgan at night on his couch watching the Carol Burnett show. The (laughs) the
3: non-porn version. The non-porn version. (laughs) That exists apparently, and I don't want to talk about the porn version. Not the (laughs) (laughs) the non-porn (laughs) version.
2: But I I just love that idea of him watching that. It's absolutely hilarious. Which
3: I was... There is an episode of 30 Rock where... Tracy goes on a rant about how women aren't funny and I can't remember if that's before or after this episode I meant to look it up oh I don't remember so that so if it was after then alright cool if it was before I'd be like I think that was because <laughs> there was a bunch of articles coming out right when 30
2: Dark was out it was Christopher Hitchens wrote one and then um, some, a famous comedian whose name is escaping me right now wrote one as well that said women are funny and that was her dealing with it oh enough. Hmm. she's so good at that
1: yeah <laughs> she's the best
3: um, yes very much so <laughs> we feel so we, we love them um, he makes the reference about he wants to laugh harder than he did at dot com's play, <laughs> <laughs> Angels in America. A Tony Kushner, <laughs> right. right? Isn't that Tony I think Kushner? So, yeah, and it's about like the AIDS crisis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, nothing funny not a, about not that. Funny I can just see. Do- I forget that dot com has this little like. He has like this theater yeah. career. Right. Uh-huh. He's, in, uh, he's the seagull in the uh, Jonathan whatever. Jonathan,
1: Living- Lo- Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Yes, exactly.
3: Yes, he's exactly. in that, right? Hmm. Well, and what, we just found this on a couple episodes that dot com, who has an um. A talent agency who is the one who no did, that's Grizz was it Grizz, Grizz represents of, Adam West yes we saw yeah, that right. Grizz that's talent right. yeah it's so great <laughs> which is so talent great talent management <laughs> um, so like they're trying to convince Tracy not to break but then of course he does and I love that there's the scene that he's doing which I couldn't at the very beginning you see on the TV like Fox News and I was like like, what the heck? And I'm realizing like, oh, it was from a sketch, but it has Jenna, and she's like, I'm blonde, and then it has Tracy being Obama. But and his little like title did you see what the title said? No, no, the little title underneath it said exclusive interview with Kenyan liar. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> their their crawls are always the absolute best. Yeah, in Yeah, I love it's when
2: they make fun thing. of Fox News too. They do a really interesting job of it. It cracks me up. Oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, uh,
3: but yeah, so that was that was great. That little the breaking there.
1: One more thing yes, I noticed about it, uh, Tracy Jordan on the show, like, so he's doing all the stuff talking about wanting to break, and throughout it, he keeps like looking straight into the live uh, camera, he's breaking the fourth like, wall, doing like, it like, yeah, for the live I'm show,
3: breaking as his wigs falling off. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, Tracy. During Tracy's breaking on live thing, we get two commercials. Oh yes. my which, god. Oh, which are
1: amazing. Oh
3: my goodness. So I also I was so excited because we just jumped to season five and all of a sudden I'm like, Drew is here, and then like Carol's here. like I was forgetting all these people popping uh, these back. boyfriends. Um, and also Rachel Dratch, um, this is the first time she's shown up since season one. It is. She, ha- oh, she hasn't right, been yeah. anything. And mm-hmm. then she's in a little bit more, like three more episodes.
2: But mm-hmm. it's the first we've seen. She shows that. up at at the hundredth episode, that's because yeah, 'Cause yeah. they're doing read they start redoing mm-hmm. old jokes, yes, which is very funny. Yes.
3: Um, okay, so the first commercial we get is, is it, Dr. Spaceman. It's Chris Parnell, yeah, yes.
1: Yes. Dr. Spaceman, Who we love,
3: yeah, oh god, with every ounce of our being, um, and he's talking about erectile dysfunction, <laughs> as he would, but it's not about a pill. It's about you just need a better song that the song is what is missing in everybody's sex lives
2: I really love the CD case it's just I think it's still him in the lab coat too (laughs) and just
3: him like on it in the lab coat it's so funny oh my goodness it's I I looked up the lyrics to the song he mentioned that the last good song you had for her for that was Close the Door by Teddy Pendergrass and it is an interesting song yeah I didn't listen to it because it was late last night but I read the lyrics and I'm like Nope. We'll <laughs> no, we will just throw that that way. Um, oh and I forgot Danny's in this now too. We haven't met Danny. We got Danny. Danny yeah.
1: He's the, the actor, the, the one on the show The yeah, yeah, yeah. Who
3: shows up and disappears and right. comes back again real quick at the end. Yeah, they never now give him you enough.
1: Cuz he's really funny. I like him. Oh, love He had my favorite line in the show. Ooh, in this oh, episode? Of this episode. Yeah. We're going to get to that. Okay.
3: I don't remember what it was. No, I don't mm-hmm. either, but we're going to get to that. I'm okay. excited. I'm looking forward uh, to that. My oh, yeah, favorite oh, lines. Okay. At yeah, so but the second the second commercial is more interesting, a little bit to talk. About. I can't. We, I, we can't talk too much. I don't. I don't even want to
2: delve into the weirdness of the hand. But I'll just say, there's nothing more beautiful than hearing a live crowd respond to John Ham. Yeah. Like just hearing right. the way the people love him and how they
3: shout it at him. It's beautiful. It's, he's so beloved. But so just on the commercial is that hands from executed uh, criminals. It started as a horror movie and turned into a charity thing um, because we. John Hamm's character has lost both of his hands in an accident. And
1: one of them, he's got a hook or something. Uh-huh. He right, ends up having time. two
3: hooks at one point, okay. and then really, all is good One of them with a
2: hand. With a hand. Um, different race. Um, race. They went with a very different joke in the West Coast version, yes. which is what I had seen. Oh, and So I didn't okay. know this. I hadn't actually watched yeah. this version. And the West Coast, it's a woman's hand. They put like yeah, nails it's a woman's hand uh, okay. instead. <laughs> it's a little less. Mm, hmm.
3: So <laughs> right. that's just my read on this, though. Yes. Um, and then the final storyline. There are people very excited.
1: They about the story. like. They really they do. Should. I
3: mean, don't we? <laughs> we, we should. <laughs> Everyone here is all about it. Um, the last storyline is Liz's storyline, right? So it's her birthday, and she has just the great interaction with Rachel Dratch's character at the beginning, Yadwiga, in the elevator, where she loves the fawns. which we talk a lot about NBC brand jokes on our show. Uh-huh. Um, and this is, it's not really, but it kind of is, that in Friends, when uh, Phoebe is giving birth to the triplets, the doctor's obsessed with the fawns. Um, and now here's an, another NBC another show one. where they're talking about the Fawns. I mean America is obsessed with the fons. <laughs> huh. so hey,
2: hey. <laughs> do you know that when he the episode of Happy Days where he gets a library card and he's like did you know you could just get a, this is my version, get a library card and you could just get any book and then literally library card like applications went up like 200% Seriously. that's amazing after it happened like it was an insane number so they just put them onto every cause they cared about oh, I love that Oh,
3: uh, anyway that just needed to be said. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so there's their whole inter- interaction where Yadwiga was gone because she had a bullet in brain that mo- in her brain that moved. You said it I like she did. That's a bullet in brain. Bullet in brain. Move much hospital. Stop doing any sort of voiceless impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, vocal is the word I meant to say there. I clean you now. Like oh man, I love Yadwiga so much. Um, but so she is just Liz is so upset that people have forgotten her birthday and and Kenneth is doing all his Kennethy giggles and she thinks that he's hiding something and then it's like no, it's just Tracy wants to talk to you. Oh no, Jack just. Wants to talk to you, um, and and so and Liz, yeah, she calls Carol and she's all upset, or he calls her, I think, right? I think he, he calls, calls her. her yeah, and she's like Carol, and I wrote Carol, um, and his plane's going down. It just it sucks when your birthday is forgotten. We'll just say that. Um, but Jack, actually that's not true for me. But so Jack though uh, he's like all apologetic that he forgot her birthday and gives her just a thousand dollars in cash he has in his pocket.
1: And she's like, I'm just gonna take that on principle. Yes,
3: on principle. <laughs> um, but this is another great example. Liz and Jonathan's relationship is so contentious throughout the entire show um, and that the whole reason Jack doesn't know is because, hmm, he forgot to put it on the birthday list. And I think at one point, Kenneth is so upset that Jonathan messed with the birthday list I wrote something on here that Kenneth was so upset about something like that so um, but so now Jack gives her the money um, and it all ends with them in... Tracy, they're in Tracy's, dress, Tracy, Tracy's dressing room at one point, right? All of them are in there. Well, there's, that's when... They, at one point, she goes in the...
2: Kenneth is trying to pull her in there. We get that really great visual joke. Right. Where the uh, poster falls off the wall. Yes, <laughs> just yes. very, very funny to me. But that's all. <laughs> yes.
3: Um, and Jenna just got her 10-year drunk chip, is what we learn. Um, and then they do, like, this little... Uh, Capital One like talking fourth wall breaking right, right. which they've done before which later on Alec Baldwin goes on to actually do a Capital One commercial oh, and, yeah well it makes sense if you think about it
2: how expensive must this episode have been they had to build new sets they had to go use a different studio like I bet this was very
3: expensive oh, yeah. to produce sure.
2: and so just like get that Capital One money yeah just get the Capital One make the whole show you want uh, and just have a great comedic like oh look at the camera Capital One I <laughs> feel like they've new. always
1: been really good about product placement and making it funny like oh, genuinely There's like. the snap sna- Apple stuff yeah up. yeah yeah
2: okay can we have our money now <laughs> oh yeah I know they're very funny about that
3: um, and then the episode just ends with Liz walking into the studio and they're having the birthday she's on the phone with Carol and Carol's trying to pretend he knew what was happening mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah surprise I was in on it <laughs> happy birthday mm-hmm. uh, and uh, what I wrote to Liz Lemon you're halfway to death somebody said that to her or it was written on a card or something uh, I think Jack says that during her he cheers her and he says you're halfway to death oh that's yeah, what I guess yeah, yeah. So then they go yeah. and have the drink with Jack But mostly does the episode,
1: yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't
2: know. What did you think of this one? As someone who watches 30 Rock, this one's a little different than your typical episode. It
1: is. I I incredibly appreciate what went into it. Because mm-hmm. I, I cannot imagine like taking a, a single camera show and making it live. And they did great stuff with it. A lot of creative things. A lot of funny bits. But that being said, if you're just comparing side by side, it's not my favorite episode. Oh, I think that's
2: reasonable. You know. Yeah. It doesn't have the speed. You can't it do a live show. You can't have the speed. It just looks like a Spanish soap opera. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it was great for what it was. I, yeah. I appreciate that they did it. But I wouldn't put it as like my favorite one out there. You know?
2: No, I think that's a really reasonable critique. It doesn't function, it's to the height, and it doesn't achieve what 30 Rock is famous for. But it gets I mean, it's what's really interesting about it is it's such a creative movement. And right. it's so it is such a gift to the audience, which is what she sings at the beginning. Because everyone wants to see how that works. I'd right. be curious how the ratings were for this episode. Yeah, I
3: don't look it up. If they did well because you we watched
1: both of them oh, yeah. as they came oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Really. I, remember, I think they were both on Hulu when they came out. I remember yeah. watching them that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember another NBC sitcom.
2: Did Undateable did a live episode um, as well, mm. and it went so well. This is also the at the, I think this is still the head of NBC. He loves live television, very much like Jack in mm-hmm. different seasons. And uh, he then ordered an entire season of live episodes of Undateable, and it did not go well. <laughs> um, that show is no longer on the air. But they did a very similar thing, and it got huge ratings. It did really, really mm. well. So I'd be curious if this played off as strongly.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that at the very end cause, because it's live they're doing their closing credits and they're all talking and cheering excited and she's like we did it once gotta do it again since it's the East Coast version right. mm-hmm. um, and then she says, it's time to watch The Office right now and the Office episode that was aired that day was sex ed when Michael gets herpes slash ingrown hair on his lips that's list.
2: a really early episode of uh, <laughs> The Office oh dang
1: we definitely stayed up and watched that right
3: afterwards too <laughs> <laughs> you guys were cool <laughs> we always do favorite lines do you have a favorite line I, or three?
1: I do my, my absolute favorite one was from I forget what's the actor guy Guy, his name again that's...
3: Cheyenne Jackson. The Canadian guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheyenne Jackson. Okay, yeah. okay.
1: Um, so, Jack is... When they're all in the room there and Jack's like, that's water under a bridge. Oh, and then yeah. he says, I'm sorry, we don't have that expression in Canada. Yeah. Does that mean what happened can be used to power a lumber mill? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was so... I just wrote Danny is Canadian. I, can't why. Yeah, that's why. I just get
1: back and watch that like three times. They like, make they're the they're best Canada so, like, jokes on this show. Yeah, that was good stuff.
3: It's oh, so great.
2: that's a good. You're right. That is a good line. We both forgot that line. I totally
1: forgot about that
2: line. <laughs> oh catch. my gosh. Did you
3: have any other lines or moments that you enjoyed? That, that was enjoyed? one.
1: I, that was. I mean, a lot of it, but that's the one that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. So
3: yeah. How about you? Um, I always have a couple. Um, first, <laughs> I love at the beginning. Jack, when Liz's like, "Oh, I have a show tonight," and he goes. Have a good show. I'm dreading watching it sober, um, which I thought was funny. And then there's this interaction that goes back and forth between uh, Kenneth and Jenna, where he's like, uh, Brett Favre called, stopped by and dropped off a picker of a hot dog, and she goes, finally. And then he says, the Chilean miners are all out, and they're very angry about what you've been saying about them. So I guess their genius is for getting stuck in a mine. And then he's like, your pharmacy called, and apparently you can't get a prescription for ecstasy. And her response is, thanks, Obamacare. Um, he just... Just so great. Uh, um, there was one more that I can't remember, so you can go.
2: My favorite one, it's, it's we're back to Rod- uh, Yadwiga, Yadwiga and the uh, Fonzie thing. She's like, his office is bathroom, just like Yadwiga. <laughs> Which is just such a sad and funny. I, I For me, the jokes that really hit me is I like to imagine what's happening in the writer's room and how that comes up. And I just want to be that, converse, like, that conversation, like, oh, they both have offices in the bathroom because she's a janitor. Yes. Um, it's very sad and very funny. Um, I think that was my favorite. There's a moment, right? at the end during the closing credits where you hear Jane Krakowski yell are we still on the air? Yeah, <laughs> Very <laughs>
3: loudly which absolutely destroys me. Um, there was a Frank hat we always talk about that said promotional consideration. Oh yeah that's, right, that's yeah. right. Oh I wonder when did this was this in November? No this was a May episode. This is in October.
1: October. You're close.
3: But this would have sorry.
1: It was in a month right? Yeah,
2: It was it during you No, know, okay. I wonder if this okay. would have been like during the Emmys push stuff like usually November is sweeps yeah. November is sweeps week but this would have been a little early for Emmys stuff yeah, so probably Interesting.
1: But, yeah, well, I
3: love this episode. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, no, go, 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 no, go,
1: go. No, I just hate to jump in, but we, we're, out we're out of out time. time. Yeah. we got to wrap this here. I just want to say,
0: oh. Bill Hader's in this episode. Yeah,
1: that's yes, yes. We yes, have yes. to just
2: say that and Bill Hader's in this. Uh, can you
3: plug your show? We'll plug our show. Absolutely, yes, of that course.
1: That. Uh, you can find Alex P. Keaton is my friend dot com. Look up Alex P. Keaton is my friend on Facebook. And Twitter is at uh, Family Ties Pod. I'm mm-hmm. up to, like, 12 tweets now. so. Nice. You know, I, I aim to get to 20 at some point. Is here. it just
2: Alex P. Thing. Keaton quotes?
1: Uh, n- no, I don't know how to use Twitter. It's terrible.
3: <laughs> talk to her, man. Yeah. It's very I, good. I don't know.
1: I, I just write dumb jokes and I don't know. So, anyway, yes, cool. you guys.
3: Um, you can find our podcast places at Talk30 Rock to Me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, talk 30 Rock to me. um all that good stuff. You can find me personally places at Redheaded Blonde. Um, I won't add you on Facebook, but on Twitter and Instagram, feel free to follow me. Mm-hmm.
2: You can um, find me at, at kimchi Lucas. Um, I post photos of dogs. It's really great. <laughs> also, um I don't come to the nerdmelt. That's all. Come to the nerd Melt. I work there. There's great shows. <laughs> Be an audience member. That's all. Right. all.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys so much Thank for doing you so this. Much. this. Thank has you been fun. guys for being here in the audience Thank, Thank, you guys. You so much. Thank you for listening at home. Yes. And I will see you next time on a very special episode of Alex Bikin is my friend and, and talk
3: thirty Rock to me.
1: There we go. Hi, guys.
0: what would we do baby without, without us what would we do baby without us and there ain't no nothing we can love each other through and what would we do baby without us